Emmons do watch Dollhouse podcast where Emily and I are watching Dollhouse for the first time. Today we are starting season two. We'll be talking about episode one called Vows and episode two called Instinct. I'm Sue. I'm Em. Girl with the most cake. I love him so much it just turns to hate. So right, back to Dollhouse. Back to Dollhouse. It's been a long time. It has been a totally long time and apparently too long because we only got one feedback. <laughs> Everyone forgot. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we gave some good warning that we were going to record. I think so. I remember you posting something like, I don't know, a few days ago. Oh, well. That's okay. Be a shorter podcast. It's all right. That's all right. (laughs) So, all right. Speaking of feedback, do you want me to read Harold's? Yeah, go for it. All right. He says, these are his imprints for episodes one and two, season two. And he starts with, were you surprised that we are back to the original timeline of the show and not 10 years in the future? I was delighted. (laughs) I was so, yeah. I was so relieved. Relieved was the word. (laughs) (laughs) Relieved was the word. Yeah. Uh, He says, of these two, I think Instinct is the superior episode. I was surprised that Vows is written and directed by Joss Whedon. It was not a very good episode, and unfortunately, it is his only episode this season. Wow. I didn't think it was that bad. No, I didn't think it was that bad. I'm surprised that Joss didn't write, like, the finale or something, so. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, he says, on the one hand, I see how the dollhouse allowing Ballard use of Echo to take down one of his high value targets is an interesting way for them to get him acclimated to their operation. Sort of like Angel using Wilfred and Hart to go after some demons who aren't clients. But I don't like how it was executed. It failed the believability test. Even assuming that it has been the five months that the wiki wikipedia recaps as it has been five months is a very short period of time for echo to have met and married a super secretive paranoid arms dealer it would have helped if they did something to show how this happened as it is we have to suspend belief that this guy was willing to marry a complete unknown person who apparently doesn't have a family i would be more unlikely to believe that she had become his girlfriend or beat buddy yeah really weird yeah. Because I think Mormons are the only ones that, like, meet and are married by five months. <laughs> it's very common for Mormons. It's very yeah. common. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, someone, like, Harold's got a good point. Someone who's kind of a paranoid in a illegal trade. You would think that you would vet someone pretty for a long time before. Not only that, putting together, like, a fancy, like, real-world wedding. Right, is like a year-long affair. Yeah, I mean, my wedding wasn't that fancy, and it took like two months, three months, you know. Like, yeah, mine was that a lot fancy, of but we were engaged for six months. Yeah, it. Yeah, it was. 
It was a little weird. Yep, weird. Definitely had to suspend belief for that, for sure. I had no idea it was five months, because it didn't say. <sighs> there might have been a throwaway comment. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> if there know. was, I missed it. I missed it, too. He said the uh, Wikipedia says. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But everyone's hair was different and stuff. It could have easily been like a year or more. Right, right. Oh, well. Yeah, I don't know. The wiki people know, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> the magic information. Maybe they're going by... Isn't it mentioned at the end when Echo and um, Ballard are talking that she'd been there for two years? Maybe that's how they know the timeline or something. Seems like I remember someone saying two years. Yeah, I guess so. Well, there's a point when she's, um, like, playing her character when she goes into Ballard from her wedding. Uh-huh. And she's like, how long have we worked together? And he said three years. So I thought, yeah. I was a little confused at that point on my first watch. So I just figured it had been three years. And I didn't know if she was an actual character. I thought she was being Echo or Caroline or something. Yeah, so there was, like, levels of this. So one level was she was, like, an undercover FBI person with Ballard. As a doll. As. That's how I took it. Right. So she was a, so that was, like, one of her imprints was Uh being his partner, pretending to be. Being undercover yeah. as this guy's girlfriend. Okay. Now wife. Was she ever imprinted with actually thinking she was his wife or was that all part of the undercover? Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, I do. And I'm not positive, but my guess after watching it twice is no. Okay. Okay. I think that's what I came away with it, but there were times I was like, did they imprint her? <laughs> well, you you were led to believe that, I think. Yeah, okay. Wait, maybe they did. Did they? Because <laughs> she, when she was like... Was this like a double imprint? <laughs> I don't know. People, that's our first question. <laughs> I think it wasn't, but I like... now I'm going back to the time when she's like imprinted into that character and they're like big day today trust us you know right right there's that and just in the scene when he catches her when he like has seen the photo of her and Ballard together and she's in his office like trying to get into the desk she she seemed kind of convincing she did but she could have just been convincing and like they could have imprinted her as a very good undercover agent because when she walks into Ballard when he's in like a van or something uh-huh. She seemed fully cognitive of what she had done and also that she's an undercover person. True. Okay. Okay. I'm going with that then. Yeah, I am too. Okay. <laughs> done. <laughs> so our question is more uh, just to reassure us that we're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a question. Um. Okay. Um, he says, also, the arms dealer was not convincing to me. 
He seemed so blow-dried and soap opera-y, even though the internet tells me he was a regular on Battlestar Galactica. Maybe they could have given him a scar and a tattoo to toughen him up a bit. Did you recognize him? No, he looked familiar to me, but I couldn't place where, and them telling me Battlestar doesn't... Not like it did with uh, Ballard. He had a very, just, Kendall... He is very... Yeah, he's... He's very, like, every man yeah. type looking. So, I mean, I'm sure when I look up who he was on Battlestar, I'll be like, oh, yeah, the, but I'm not. It's been a long time since I watched it. Um, I only watched it once. Um, he says, as for that time jump, I just don't know. It feels like Ballard is still getting used to the dollhouse, and Dr. Saunders is still coming to terms with the knowledge that her past personality is an implant. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I really like the Dr. Saunders stuff in this little groupie. Me too. Really interesting. Really interesting. It was definitely my favorite part of the first one. Of yeah. Vows. Yep. Um, he says, I also find it off-putting how both of these episodes are set in big mansion-type houses. I suppose dollhouse clients tend to be super wealthy, but these homes don't feel lived in. They feel like sets. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> yep. Okay, I like the Dr. Sandra story a little bit better, but it felt grounded. It is a fascinating moment when she feel, she reveals that she is choosing to remain scarred because that means that she won't get wiped and return to active duty. I think the wipe is the key part of that sentence. Now she is Dr. Saunders and feels like Dr. Saunders, in quotes. To be wiped is a form of suicide. Yet even though Dr. Saunders tells Boyd that she wants to die, she is not willing to be wiped. It is an erasure of herself. She'd rather run away than be restored. Yeah, she's just in such an interesting position. Oh, man. It, it's sad. Just that's got to suck. I know. Because you, I mean, you've been given this imprint and you feel like that person from the time you were a kid. And right. the thought of, like, taking it know. away. Even if it is your real self, just would be terrifying. I know. Yeah. Really weird. But to know that that is something that someone, like, put in your brain. Yeah. And it's not really you. That's just weird. So weird. So interesting. Now, it's been a few days since I watched Vows. Um, did it? Did her storyline end with her driving off? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But kind of... Um, did it sound like she was kind of accepting maybe dinner sometime with Void? Void? Maybe. Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Because, yeah, she did leave that note... Can't remember what it said. I should have written it down. Oh no, I but forgot what it said too. It was just a quote. I'm like, done with excuses. That, I, I, yeah, I have no more excuses. Or does that is that about dinner? Okay. I thought it was, but then since she's driving off, it could just be about. I thought it was about dinner. Yeah. It could be about all of it, dinner included. Or well, the ability of dinner. I mean, there obviously was because we saw that they do get together. We saw that they do get together. Yeah. I wonder where she's going. I figured to somewhere crowded. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. Just to get her feet wet. 
go to a crowd, get outside. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It was scaring her. I'm looking forward to more of her storyline because I like I like what they're doing. Yeah. Um. Okay. He says, if I remember it correctly, in one of Tim Minear's Sofa Dog commentaries for season one, he stated that the reason Dr. Saunders hated Topher was that he had given her some of his own personality, and since he hates himself, she hates him too. In this episode, we get a slightly different explanation, which is that Topher wanted there to be some creative friction between the two, so they don't agree on everything and miss an important point. That was such an interesting scene. I loved it. Loved that was- it. Yeah, that was really good, and I liked that he did that. You like? Yeah, the first time I had a big impression that it was because he was very attracted to her was part of it. Uh huh. I didn't get it as much the second time, but kind of a little still. It seemed like there was a sentence he said that implied that. Yeah. Oh, because I... she said, "I can't stand the smell of you," and he's like, "I did that." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really interesting that he would do that. Like, I, I, I need someone who's going to defy me so that kind of keeps both of them on their toes. Yeah. You don't want, I mean, some people do. You don't want people just going around and saying yes to everything. Well, you might on some, some level, but right. you shouldn't. And it's smart yeah. not to have that. Right. I mean... Some could say that's why Michael Jackson's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and why uh, M. Night Shyamalan sucks so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <these days. laughs> like, don't surround yourself with yes people. Yes. <laughs> surround yourselves with people who say, you know what? That is not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> good for um, your career. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, if Adele is to be believed, Echo has three years to go on her contract, which means she has put in two years already. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Um, I tend to believe her. As we saw in Epitaph 1, she seems to take her guardianship role seriously. On the other hand, Echo better watch it because she is on that short list for the attic. Mm. Yes. Ballard will. I have... I'm pretty sure he's going to be a good protector for that. I think so. For sure. I guess good she has him. Mm-hmm. In her corner. In the dollhouse. I would like to think that all of them have watchers that are like that. But we know that's yeah, not true. We know that's not true. Yeah. Um, he says, yes, Alexis Dentisoff is in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't his voice sound weird without the fake British accent? Totally. In fact, when I first heard him talking, I was like, oh, he's playing an American. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, he is American. <laughs> I didn't even think about it the first time. And then I did the second time. I'm pretty sure this is the first time I've ever heard him with his just actual hmm. American accent. He still sounds very refined for an American. Well-spoken. Yes. He doesn't sound like an idiot, Mm-mm. but he doesn't have the accent. No. The accents just sound so good on him. I guess it's like our 
introduction to Alexis Denisoff, and we just got so used to it. But it's a good accent. It's a, he's Very good nice. at it, and I have a feeling because I still haven't seen James Marsters and anything too. I think that'll be kind of jolting for me too. Like, whoa! Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are you in Supernatural? Are you close to seven yet? Oh, I think so. I think I'm ending season six. It's been, I, I kind of shelved that because I binged it for a long time and watched like two seasons really quickly and then went, all right. <laughs> kind of tired of you guys. <laughs> 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 I think Orange is New Black came out or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Happened. Yeah. He says, oh, is that the season that he plays? I forgot James Marchers was going to be in one. Yeah, and Charisma Carpenter again. And, oh, that's the right. It's in okay. seven, yeah. All right, I'll probably start picking Towards that the beginning-ish. Um, he says, and Victor has healed up nicely. Yes, he has. Um, yeah, they're, they were gone at the end, right? Yeah, some sort of magical surgery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, on to Instinct. I like this one a lot more. It is not a great episode of Dollhouse, but the mission felt more real, and the emotions rang true. You could sort I of. Did, I did not like it a lot more. I. No, I wouldn't say I liked it a lot more. I think I liked it better. Than vows, but yeah, I probably like it by, better too. You know, not by much. Mm-mm. I don't. There's not a huge chasm between the two. No, not for me. Um, he says he could sort of understand what the client was trying to do for his son, but he couldn't pull off pretending that Echo was his wife. And you can imagine how Echo would go into overprotective mode thanks to all the. Hormonal changes caused by Topher's tweaks to, on the technology. I thought Eliza did a good job in this episode, especially in her final scene on the park bench when she is explaining to Ballard how she is retaining all of these feelings. Yeah, that was cool. And I have so much to say about that job. <laughs> that, I don't know. I guess you could sort of understand the husband, what he was trying to do, but how could he expect bad, 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 a... bad, 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 bad man? <laughs> how could you expect if you're grieving your wife? I get wanting to give your baby an actual mother, but holy crap, don't make her your wife or at least your current wife. Put a very amicable divorce in there and don't live with her. Right. And just make a nanny that cares like yeah. a mother would. Cause What's wrong with that? How Why long was this? Your mother and your wife. That's so stupid. Was this, was, how long was this mission supposed to go on? Yeah. That's another one. You know, and I mean. my big one. I was going to save it, but why would you choose Echo? Yeah. <laughs> choose like the girl that's like, I like pancakes. <laughs> For this job, don't you don't choose the one that's been giving you problems. Right. Choose right. the most innocuous, brain dead doll you have. Right. 
Who's not gonna, yeah. Kidnap the baby. Yeah. Giving it to Echo, it, it, it's so stupid, it, it was unbelievable to me. I'm like, it, it just pissed me off. I'm like, that is improbable they would use her for this job. This job. That, what, was his plan only gonna be a few months? I don't, I don't know. That's what, that's what I don't get. A baby get. takes 24 hour care. Right. So she's just gone. You're putting Echo into the mom. I mean, okay, I am a stay-at-home mom. Moms are important. I'm not downplaying the role of moms. I'm upplaying it. They're important. And you don't give them to so- you don't give it to someone like Echo. Just give it. It's gonna. It's- <laughs> anyway, I say it sounds rude to moms, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, just give one of the one of the dumber ones and give her all these maternal instincts and all of that and just love this baby and be fine with everything and not retaining all the stuff. Right. What the crap? No, I agree. I have a huge problem with it. That was so unbelievable. It threw me out of the episode. I'm like, they never would have chose her. You did not give me any reason why you would have chosen Echo for this job. Yeah. Just, uh uh-uh. My unbelievable part was just, how long was this supposed to be? Because yeah, well, that's part of it. The baby is gonna bond with, and then what? Just take her away? What's your long-term plan here, yeah. everybody? <laughs> I know, including the doll, yes, including I'll, Adele. Yeah, I want to hear everyone's long-term plan. Because <laughs> I mean, what? The, there's no grandma or aunt. You know, because <laughs> I know it happens and it's tragic. Mothers die in childbirth or die of some other cause. And yeah, and they, I'm you sorry, know, but you don't just hire someone to be a mom. <laughs> and Adele said that if the baby doesn't feel like the love of a parent or a mother, they most likely are going to turn into a sociopath. I don't think so. I think there's a lot of babies out there that are raised without a ton of love. I mean, there's drug babies. There's. Well, I think it's more common than we think where babies. There's are... lots of kids who moms died when they were in childhood and they're, they're not sociopaths. They're not sociopaths. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> sociopaths are pretty rare. Yes. Uh, if, yeah. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Okay, let's go back to Harold's. <laughs> <laughs> Rent over. <laughs> um, he says, "This was another episode where Topher's pride got the best of him. A consistent pattern is that he can come up with amazing improvements to the technology, but he doesn't think through the consequences." I would have liked to have seen more give and take between him and Ballard because Ballard is the one who sees these consequences. Ballard is the one who figured out why Echo still had feelings for the baby even after being wiped. Uh, Speaking of which, I didn't buy it when Ballard had a blank expression earlier in the episode when Topher was doing his I'm a genius, don't strain your tiny little brain trying to understand me routine. I would have liked at least some indication showing on his face of what he thinks about Topher. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. 
Um, what is with Ballard's curiosity about getting into the chair? Does he want to get zapped? Sympathy with Echo? Just trying to figure out how it works? Yeah, that was weird. My brain kind of explained it away, his uh, obsession for so long about this whole thing and just seeing yeah. the actual, like... The chair. Just something that's been a myth to, in his mind, almost a myth, but kind of still believing it. Yeah. Just being there is still, like, weird to him. But it was weird that he did kind of be... seem like he was... I'd be terrified to go near that chair. I know we do. Nope. Yeah, I think it's the curiosity and like you said, just he's been so obsessed with this for so long. Yeah, and I'm wondering if Harold's asking this to hear what we think. One of those like coach oh. will find out or if it's like he's just doesn't know. <laughs> right. Well, I think he knows. I don't think it's sympathy. I don't think he wants to get zapped. I think it's just pure curiosity and just, I don't know. Awe. Yeah. Curiosity and awe. Um, he says, Melly is back in season two. She seems to be doing okay, but there are some hints that maybe she isn't. She is reluctant to return to the dollhouse, which makes sense to me. And is curious about the circumstances that led to her being released from her contract early. Where do you think her story is going? Death at some point. I, <laughs> yeah. That's all I know. I, I was super excited to see her. I didn't get any hints that she wasn't doing okay. I must have missed those. Did you? And what were they if you did? Um, she just... To me, she seems like a barely functional active still to me. She kind of, the only thing I could think of is she kind of had an edge to her. Yeah, she did. She had an edge to her because she was a little sassy to Adele. Uh-huh. You know. But you you probably earned that. Yeah. But at the same time, when she did show up, she seemed really pro what she did. Right. Yeah, I'm just really curious about Melly or Madeline. Speaking of that, so... Are we to infer that whatever they do with the wiping process, they wiped her grief away? That's what I was, I wrote that down too. Because that like, was our big question. We were like, well, you're going to wake up and feel like it was just a second. So right. how is that going to help you after That's, the five years of your contract? But it sounds. I think them bringing Melly in answered our question. So yeah. she is aware that she had a daughter who died of cancer. So she's aware of all these details. She remembers everything. But when Ballard asks her, she's happy. She says, well, I'm not sad. Yeah, I think so they took the grief they, out of her mind. They wiped it. They were able to, like, permanently take that out of her. Which, which makes just, sense. Yeah, it does. That they could do that. So that's why, to me, she just seems like kind of a, a functional active. Like, she's still imprinted but can live in society now so I don't do you think they gave her other things or took away other things or I don't know just gave her a whole bunch of money and now she just lives in a nice apartment I don't know 
I like that they brought her back. I was really excited because I was like, yeah, I think we were talking that we may never see her again. You know? Yeah. But I'm glad that's not the case, and I hope they. Yeah, it could get interesting. It could because, you know, maybe she's going to decide that she wants some of that grief back because grieving, you have to. You have to grieve. Yeah, that'd be weird to have it taken away. Yeah, to have the memories but not the emotion. That just doesn't seem healthy at all. Yeah, it would probably (laughs) mess with you. It might be nice for a little bit, but then it might be messing with you. Yeah, I don't know. I hope they do more with that. Mm-hmm. I hope she wasn't there just to kind of give us a little exposition of this is what can happen when they leave, you know. I think I think there's going to be a story. I hope there is. Because she dies. She does? Yeah, wasn't that implied in Epitaph 1? I don't remember. Was it? I think it was more than implied. I think it was explicitly oh, right. said. No, she was on that in memoriam wall. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I feel like maybe... Oh, I think someone did say you don't want to end up like Melly or something. Yeah, or, or I, think November. It, I think it was the... Uh, I've forgotten all their names. <laughs> uh, all the zones? <laughs> no, the actual... Oh. It was a flashback of... Right. What's his name? He's my favorite. Victor? <laughs> Victor and... And Sierra. Sierra. When they were like a couple... I, I think they might have said something about I think her. you're right. I think Fine. they did. I think they said something about November. You don't want to end up like November yeah. yet or something. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Okay. I forgot about that. Everyone's got like 20 names. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Melly, Madeline, November. <laughs> the good news is you just have to remember one of them. Be like, you know. <laughs> you know what? I wonder. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I wonder if she does decide that she needs that grief back or something. And they give it back to her and she kills herself. Because mm. it's just too much. Hmm. That's what I'm going with. That's my... Crackpot theory for Millie. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Senator Perrin is developing a case on the dollhouse. Um, hang on, some stupid driver thing just popped up. Okay. Um, someone provided him with documents and a name. Do you have any guesses as the source of the leak? Alpha Ballard, who is the name? Caroline? <sighs> is Alpha coming back? Wouldn't surprise me if we see him again. So he's, you know, he's definitely up there in the list of suspects then. He would be... He would be my number one suspect. Because it was done anonymously. Uh-huh. And if... Ballard seems like the type that would do it in person. Yeah. You know. Um, So Alpha is really... Unless it's Dr. Saunders. Ooh, good one. That could be another... 
So I'm going with either Alpha or Dr. Saunders. And the name... I'm guessing Carolyn. I mean, Caroline, it's, she's just the main focus. Yeah. And that's the name that Ballard got. And I don't know. That's the one uh, Alpha's obsessed with. Yeah. So if it was Alpha, that would make the most sense. Yeah. Um, he says, coming up, I should prepare you that, at least from my recollection... The second of these next two episodes is very intense and could be upsetting. It's not for casual watching, which is not to say that the other episode is for family viewing either. Ooh. That's interesting. Wow. I wonder if they've already done take a baby away from a mother. (laughs) That's... that's, That can be upsetting. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I'm in a place where I can mentally handle something upsetting. Yeah. Especially in this show. Yeah. Interesting. I'm curious. Very interesting and very curious. <laughs> I know. Hmm. Well, thanks, Harold. Thanks, Harold. All right. Well, should we get in to the episodes? Yeah, let's... I want to read these recaps just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To help me understand them. I haven't read them yet, but they look like they might be interesting. Right, right, right. So I'll read the vows one. It's been nearly five months since Alpha's escape, and Echo is back to work, seemingly wiped of all 36 personalities Alpha imprinted with her with. Ballard must deal with his growing feelings for Echo as he uses the dollhouse for his own ends, hiring Echo on a long-term engagement as the wife of a major arms dealer, Martin Clark who Ballard could never capture during his days in the FBI. The engagement becomes... Oh, sorry to interrupt. They put in parentheses Jamie Bamber. Um, You know that name? That's Apollo in... (laughs) (laughs) He's like the main character in Battlestar. (laughs) 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 Oh, my. Okay, go on. (laughs) (laughs) I know the actor's name better, yeah. Okay, go on. <laughs> if you're going to be the uh, expert, <laughs> we ever do it. Emily watches <laughs> Battlestar. <laughs> yeah, find her it's Apollo. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I did not even think of that when I was watching it. Okay. <laughs> I totally just lost my Battlestar cred card. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Apollo means, but if you say main character, that's oh my yeah. He's like if you list three or four main characters, he's one of those, okay. <laughs> and it's a huge cast. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, go on. Okay, uh. The engagement becomes complicated when Echo, struck by Clara in a jealous rage after he discovers her cheating on him with Ballard. Wait. Wait, what? No. That's not what happened, is it? I thought he found out she was... Well... It wasn't so... cheating. It was this it was guy's photograph. FBI. So, he fig- yeah, he figured she was undercover. He guessed it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
I never even it never crossed my mind he thought she was she he thought she was cheating on him. No, this was about I just got duped. You're with the FBI. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or you're, yeah, you're some sort of informant or undercover yourself or something. Yeah, sorry wiki recap, but I think you got this wrong. I mean, they did put it in quotes. They did. I was just going to say it's in quotes. Some Cheating implies like an affair. Yeah. Cheating's the wrong word to use here. Yep. Betraying him. In a, not a jealous rage, in a, in a, I'm going to refine this. <laughs> Struck by Clar in a rage after he discovers her working with Ballard. Yes. Begins to glitch, losing not only her current imprint, but recalling past ones. Ballard saves the day by invoking the assassin imprint he encountered in Man on the Street, allowing both of them to fight their way out. DeWitt invites Paul to become Echo's handler, pointing out that he noticed Echo's glitching before her current handler did. And when he finds out that Echo has reached self-awareness, even in her blank state, he agrees. Subplots include Claire Saunders' inability to handle the knowledge that she was once the number one active, Whiskey, before being repurposed by Topher, taking her rage out on him before fleeing the dollhouse permanently. What? Permanently? Well, this is full of interesting <laughs> Although, can we trust it now? And the introduction of Senator Daniel Perrin, who begins a public investigation of the Rossum Corporation. And was that all in the one, and she wasn't at all in Instinct? Who, Dr. Saunders? Yeah, do I have any Dr. Saunders notes? I don't. No, no, she wasn't in Oh, okay. Instinct. She doesn't leave permanently. There's got to be a her and Boyd story. Well, there is, but yeah, maybe that was her. In- well, maybe she leaves the dollhouse permanently, but she'll still be in the show, just not working for the dollhouse. Or they could probably say that in here with her intending to leave permanently, but doesn't end up. Oh, okay. I mean, she's just one sentence of, do you want uh, treatment, right? You could say that to her. Oh, yeah, probably, huh? Yeah. And get her to mind you, I guess. Probably. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Huh. wonder what happens if she, like, went to a spa. They said, oh, do you want a treatment? (laughs) (laughs) Or any of these (laughs) dolls and, like, (laughs) one of their imprints. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Okay. I laughed at the tempura Joe bad joke. Yes. <laughs> I did do it. It worked on me. Oh, Tempura Joe. I'm like, that was bad, but it was funny. <laughs> My first note is, yay, not an apocalypse. <laughs> I know. Yay. Um, and I have, oh, she still cares about Victor. She was, Adele, she was caressing his face. I know. 
You are touching my face. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of her haircut? I didn't like it very much. Yeah. I didn't like the other hair either, so. <laughs> 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 they spend all their time on Echo's hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have, didn't I predict a wedding? Yeah, and we like, nah, or at least no. I did. I'm like, well, it's not going to be a wedding. <laughs> well, I now think, going to be what, something else. I think what we had <laughs> predicted was like some rich girl with no friends, like hires her to be her maid of honor or something. Oh, uh, yeah, it's just, we, it's been way too long. I couldn't remember what we decided <laughs> it was. We didn't predict that she was going to be the bride because that's <laughs> impossible. Because <laughs> I'm like, how in the world is she getting married? What? <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw Alexis Denisoff as a guest star. Yep, I wrote, it is Wesley! Which we wanted it to be, but we were pretty... We certainly didn't. Although he did say, beloved, I think we were like, could be. <laughs> we we were pretty... I was, I was quite sure it was going to be Wesley. Hmm. Just a beloved character from Buffy and or... <laughs> right. We were like, that's going to be... And. <laughs> I, we whittled it down to like... <laughs> We cracked your code, Harold. <laughs> That's right, girls. We do. We think. We we do some deductive logic. <laughs> oh boy. We're gonna look like idiots in a minute. I bet. I, oh yeah. <laughs> now that you said that, <laughs> we. Hey, I'll claim our little victories because <laughs> they're they're very few. <laughs> And they're very small. <laughs> yes. So, so our next note's about Sierra. So, what is this? What's that? And it's even funnier that we'll just never know. I know. Or I guess maybe we won't. I was totally expecting it to be like a little bit of a subplot, but nope. <laughs> So she's like some snooty woman who doesn't know she's agent. <laughs> yeah, doesn't realize she's agent, but doesn't like agent. <laughs> but is a little bit of a lesbian. <laughs> I, I just hope that's all we get because that's so funny if it is. <laughs> I know. That's like. That is Joss. That's... Oh, I was just going to say, it's so Joss. I'm just going to throw this in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that made me laugh so hard. Just. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, because that is all we see of it. <laughs> the whole episode. <laughs> and it just says so much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Um, speaking of that scene, did Frankenstein like make Topher need to sleep? What was? I, 
I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Because he's watching the brain, right? And then all of a sudden, Bride of Frankenstein comes on. Yeah, and normally I just say, okay, that was just to distract him and make him mad. But he's like, I gotta go to sleep. It's like, that's weird. Well, then, do you think... Do you think maybe that really wasn't on there? That he was, like, just sleep-deprived and... No, I thought Dr. Saunders did it. Oh, okay. It was one of her... It was her first little... Okay, gotcha. Prank. <laughs> so she's just messing with him and... Yeah, he's... Yeah, but why did it make him, like, need to go to sleep? Well, I get the idea that this guy doesn't get much sleep. But yeah, I guess so. You know? And that he's just like, all right, I'm done. You know. Uh, I've got Ivy. I should be using Ivy more. Okay. That makes sense, I guess. Just talking it out. That makes sense. Yeah. I didn't even think about the Dr. Saunders thing. But you're right. He was like, nope. Too yeah. far. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bed. Cause maybe, I don't have the yeah. wherewithal to deal with that. Yep, that just happened. <laughs> Nighty night. <laughs> um, I have uh, Valor doing push-ups juxtaposed with Echo and her having sex is a little much. <laughs> I wrote... Um... <laughs> I thought, oh, Ballard's got to love this. And then I'm like... I kind of like this montage, and then I'm like, oh, until the pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because it was like, it worked as a montage at first, because it was just showing him, like, just eh, being uncomfortable and a little upset that this is going on. But then the push-ups, it's like, nope. That's <laughs> a little far. Yeah, just a little far. Yeah, I, I just, I was enjoying the montage. It looked... I felt bad for him. And the stinky Chinese food. <laughs> right. <laughs> the push-up. <laughs> then you see, like, him driving through a tunnel on a train. <laughs> a rocket being launched. <laughs> a sad Ballard inside. <laughs> So she's imprinted as an undercover agent who is playing a bright. So I guess I did have it figured out. <laughs> Look at you. But then I had a question mark. <laughs> like, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> <laughs> then I have just, I'm liking Dr. Acker. I, I don't know what she did. Probably. Oh, I think this rats? might be the rats. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, the rats was pretty good. He doesn't like rats. 
Good one. I uh, Thursday night I opened the lid of our of our grill, mm-hmm. and a little mouse was in there. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to close it, but nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not dealing with this tonight. <laughs> so, Taco Bell then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then, we, then we went camping the next day, and we got back today. I don't know where this mouse is. <laughs> I suspected we've had one in the garage for a few days now, or actually about a week or two. And yeah, I just opened up the grill and he's just sitting there and he looks up at me and I'm like, yep. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, so she knows he doesn't like rats, so she lets a bunch of rats loose. That was so she really hates Tover. <laughs> yeah, and man, just that, I didn't win in that one scene we were talking about where he's like, I didn't program you to hate me, you did that on your own. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know, that just hit me hard. Yeah. So, so this hatred is just stemmed from him the one doing that to her? Do you think? I think she's just... Well, it's funny that she says that he made her hate him. Right. Like, you made me to hate you. That's what she said last season. and Right. Like, you get the idea that there is just this deep, profound, intense hatred. Yeah, like creepy hate. Yeah. Like putting mice in your cupboard and then like looking at you creepily from your office door. (laughs) (laughs) That's creepy hate. And then to have it revealed that. Because you kind of took that, that he's like, I'm going to make her hate me. And you're like, why would he do that? I don't know. That's weird. And then to get that revealed that he did not program her to hate him. She just does. Was like, oh, wow. I know. It's got to come from... I think I think she's concentrated all of her frustration at where her life is right now. And, you know, I don't... Topher has us problems, but I can see where he was coming from. It did make sense. She's not a, you know, not a viable active anymore. Right. And Dr. Sanders is dead. Here. Well, I mean, wouldn't her other choice be like the attic? Probably. So is that better? Because she is probably aware of the attic. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think she has a handle on her feelings. I don't think she does either. Because another thing is that somehow she became an active to begin with. Yeah, she signed a contract, apparently. So who knows? It could have been like one like Sierra. We have no idea, do we? Well, Sierra wasn't, didn't that guy force her? Yeah, so I'm saying, you know, we can't discredit that it's a possible strong arm into it. True. But on all, you know, 
as far as we know, most of the actives, at least, Sierra may have been a really strange case, but most of them seem to do it on their own volition, whether they're, um, I would say Echo was a little bit strong-armed. Yeah. It seemed like she had no other choice. Well, it seems like if if you're going to sign the contract of your own, like, volition, it's because you're running from something or trying to forget something. Mm-hmm. And I think with Melly, we can safely say that it's not just monetary gain that we have to think that these people can get from it. Right. And it's not just, oh, I can forget my daughter a little while. They're actually getting something besides money back for this. Right. Who knows what kind of deals they're striking. The show just keeps opening up more and more possibilities and... Yeah. Um, The world expands all the time. Which is very interesting. It is. Yeah. They've got not a lot left, though. (laughs) 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 But they have done a lot in, what is this, 15 episodes now that we've seen? Yeah, they cram a lot in. Yeah. And this isn't a show I hear a lot like with uh, Firefly where it's just like, oh, it's canceled so soon. You know, you don't get that outrage with the show as much. Right. So maybe they were able to wrap it up. But I don't know if the show is as... Firefly seems to have been pretty beloved while it was here. Right. Just liked... Had a more ferocious audience. <laughs> right. So, um, so Dr. Saunders, like, creeping on Topher while he's sleeping. Uh-huh. So, what, what's going on there? What? I had no idea. That was like, was that just more trying to mess with his head? Or was she really trying to... Was there a real purpose behind that? I don't know. I feel like I... It was I, kind of confusing. It was very confusing. I feel like I settled with... She was just... Just hates him. And that was another way to manipulate and... Hate him. But it seemed a little more than that. It, it seemed deeper. It did. It seemed like... It seemed like she was testing something or trying to get an answer or I don't know. It it was odd. It on the surface it could be a hateful thing a woman does to a man she hates, I guess. It's weird. Would it have been just it's teasing weird. him? Would it have been do you think her end game, if it would have gone perfectly the way she wanted it, is that they would have actually had sex, or she would have just like teased him? I don't and, know. Like, beat him up and left <laughs> after I don't know. he like tried. Because like, he doesn't. Her back. He doesn't come across as someone who is like super attracted to her and would be like, "Oh, sweet," you know. No, or sex obsessed. Right. 
sexual able to be sexually manipulated or something. Right. I don't know. That was weird. It is weird. I love that scene, but that was a very strange part of it I didn't quite grasp. Yeah. I mean, I like how the scene ended up. I liked the heartfelt talk that they ended up having and her admission of, you know, just so lost and, you know. Mm-hmm. But that was just a weird way to go about it. It didn't sit well with me. Because it seemed out of character. Yeah. And it seemed, I don't know. I don't know. I hope we find out. If not, um, that's a question we have. What are your people's <laughs> interpretations of her intentions? Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, and then I thought the the final scene was pretty fun action stuff. In, like, the airplane hangar and... yeah. I don't know how he knew he could get out that one person. I mean, I knew what he was doing right away. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know how he knew that's how it would work. <laughs> it worked, though. Well, and I guess I can shush it. Well, I, 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 I think he was just out of time, and it was just well, I gotta take, I gotta do something. Because <laughs> <laughs> doesn't he call Topher? Yeah, he calls Topher. And says something like, you've got to do a treatment on her right now or, or something, and he can't. And Topher says, do you have an idea? And he goes, well, I have a worse one, you know. Right. Like, he knows it's a bad idea. <laughs> well, he's walking into the tiger den. <laughs> right. And just hoping that it would work. And yeah. I don't know. I thought it played out kind of fun. Yeah, I did too. It was Besides the Dr. Saunders stuff, it was my favorite part of the yeah. episode. I thought it was some fun some fun action. I always like to see people jump on hoods of cars and hold on <laughs> while they're driving. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just always like, whenever Ballard would just punch her in the face, I was like, oof. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Like, it always amused me in Buffy, but, you know, <laughs> she had superpowers. Yeah, she had superpowers. So <laughs> this was kind of, like, cringeworthy, but I kind of liked it, <laughs> too, because, I, I don't know, it was just surprising. Yeah. So, but yeah, I like this episode. Yeah, me too. And now that I know that that's Apollo, that's, like, I can totally picture him. <laughs> it's been a while since you saw it. It has been. And I just wasn't spoiled at all, you know. Had someone told me, ooh, someone big from Battlestars in this one, I oh, yeah. would have picked him out. Hmm. But, yeah, I thought it was an okay one. Some shishy stuff. Yeah. 
I'm more shushy in the next episode, but... Yeah. Nothing, I don't know. Yeah, a little shushy about the bridal stuff, I guess. The bridal stuff, that's just a little... I don't know. They had to have... made her into, like, the most irresistible, perfect woman for that guy, you know? Which they could do. And that's not hard to decide they did. It's just... Right, but they didn't imprint her with that, right? That's her pretending, right? Oh. See? <laughs> Confusing. <laughs> I think she's imprinted as the undercover agent, not the bride. All right, but a really good undercover agent. Yes, the best. <laughs> So, all right, should we move on to instinct? Yes. Oh, I'm going to read that thing. Okay. Instinct. Echo is imprinted as Emily Jordan, a mother to a newborn baby, Jack. That baby was like five months old. Maybe three. Mm. I'm going more five. Mm. You made me miss George. <laughs> yeah, very Georgie. So has she been doing that for that long? Oh. No, babies, you can never, you can never trust yeah. baby age in a show. Well, this baby smiles, so it's at least, what, True. at three. least two, two or three months old. Yeah, they, they can smile at three months, but... Yeah. Did she feed it solids in the morning? I don't think so. Okay. Because I would put it at like five months. At the earliest. No, I think we saw a nursing scene and then we saw the dad at the end getting some formula together. I don't think, I think that's all the eating we saw. Okay. Um, Jack and Topher... Okay, sorry. <laughs> Mother to a newborn baby, Jack. And Topher has outdone himself by imprinting her so deeply that she has even begun to lactate. But Emily is pushing herself hard, and when she finds pictures in her husband, Nathan, Christopher Paloha's desk, of him with another woman, she begins to suspect him of having an affair. The truth is that the woman, Karen, is Jack's biological mother, who died birthing her. Her. Jeez. Get it together, Wiki. <laughs> <laughs> and whom Echo is meant to think she is. And Nate decides to call off the engagement. Uh, what? Oh. Engagement threw me off from last episode. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, mission. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, Emily interprets the situation as an attempt to kill her, and even when wiped, Echo remains attached to Jack, giving him up only when Nathan explains the entire situation. Meanwhile, Ballard has to confront his own confused feelings when DeWitt brings Madeline Costley, the former November, back to the dollhouse for a diagnostic, and Perrin deepens his investigation into the dollhouse with the help of his wife, Cindy. How did his wife help? She got the... She answered the door. She answered the door? <laughs> <laughs> 
And at the end, she is sitting on the couch with him while he's explaining everything to her. Okay. Good job, Cindy. <laughs> Good helper. <laughs> she acted weird. I guess that scene was to make us think that she had been killed or kidnapped at the front door, but that's what I thought. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, she made me suspicious. She's probably inactive. Ooh, because everyone's inactive. Everyone's inactive. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what's your first note? Oh, it's late. Oh. I didn't take a lot of notes while watching this one. I, I wrote zombies. That was rude. <laughs> <laughs> that is late. I have Oh no, they made her a mom? She can breastfeed? This is going to end horribly. <laughs> <laughs> And then I have, let me guess, this guy's wife died and he hired a doll. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't hard to crack that code. Nope. I do love that they made Sierra her friend. <laughs> I thought that was a nice touch. Because <laughs> she needs a friend to talk to. And I know. She couldn't talk to anyone else. I just love that it means so they imprinted Echo with all the mom stuff and being his wife and mother to this baby. And then they had to imprint Sierra with like all that knowledge too. And <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I like That's got to be costing that guy. <laughs> I know, right? What does he do for a living? Does it say? <laughs> no. <laughs> but again, how long has this been going on? And what was, how long were they going to do this for? Mm. And then I wrote, I miss George. <laughs> he seems about the same age. George is what, six months now? Seven months? Almost? Probably close to seven. Born in February. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, going to be seven months here in a few days. And I was like, oh, I miss George. <laughs> he was a cute baby. He was a cute baby. Yeah. I've got... Why didn't this guy just hire a nanny? Yeah, I think... I think... In order to not raise a sociopath, you can have the love of a nanny that... It's very Absolutely. warm to a baby. Abs I think they could make it. Absolutely. I mean... I'm being sarcastic because, of course... <laughs> I know. It just... I don't know. How many children, <laughs> like, just take Downton Abbey? I mean, the governesses aren't great to the kids and the parents see them for like an hour a day. Right. These kids did not all grow up to be sociopaths. Right. Right. So you could, you could easily have hired a woman 
who is good with kids and would make a perfectly fine, I don't want to say substitute, but yeah, substitute mom. But you could see some with that technology available and the financial ability behind it, wanting to like having some rich person wanting the best. But why not make her an ex-wife if you don't have any feelings for the baby? Right. Why would you sleep next to this person that's imprinted to be your wife? I mean, just think it through, dude. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and the dollhouse should have thought that through, too. Their part to blame on this one. Absolutely. They should have said, okay, we'll give you an active who will help you raise this child, but... We will imprint her to be the coolest ex-wife in the world. Exactly. But you don't need to, like, pretend to like her. (laughs) You're not going to, like, have to live with this woman that thinks you hate her and you're supposed to be married and, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I to like this episode more, there was just so much stuff I had to, like, yeah. There was too much for me to shelf. Maybe part of it was for him to, like, maybe he thought he could replace his wife or something. Maybe. I'm just trying to, like, make sense of it. It could have just been bred on some, like, just severe grief. Right. Just a decision made in severe grief that was a bad one. Right. Or maybe he thought if they imprint her, maybe I'll fall in love with her. He didn't seem know. to want to. No, in but any maybe, way. maybe it had been going on for a few months and he was just like, this is a really bad idea. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but know. But 24 hours a day? Yeah, that's... They All they've been doing is warning about long-term... Exactly. Engagements. Exactly. It's like that. Well, and you've got to go. He hated his baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was not attached at all to this. He blamed blamed the baby for killing his wife. So, yeah. Why not make her an ex-wife? Then you obviously have the money. Set her up in a nice place. Or you set yourself up in a nice apartment. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's our stand on that. I should have done that. <laughs> I was happy to see Maddie again. Or Melly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. That was fun. And I am curious what they do with her. So, but we already kind of talked about that. I enjoyed the gag reflex while eating sea urchin came up twice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice callback. <laughs> I had sea urchin a few years ago. You won't forget you've had it. Mm. It. I had it when I was in Seattle visiting a friend and you could only get sea urchin on Fridays and you had to call in. If you wanted the sea urchin, you had to call in and make sure they still had it because it, like, according to this friend in this restaurant, you have to, like, eat it so fresh because it'll start 
going bad or disintegrating super quick. So it was only on fishing day that you could get the sea urchin. <laughs> and it was in a sushi. It was on top of a sushi roll, I think. And mm-hmm. it is an interesting thing. It. I think we ordered, there were three of us and we ordered six pieces. It was like a thing of six pieces. And I remember my first one, I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> Because it, like, hits your mouth and kind of, like, turns to almost, like, the consistency of butter. Hmm. So it was weird. And I could see it making some people gag because it was strange. It was good and buttery and rich and everything, but it's a very strange thing to eat. I will give it that. I am just going to say nope. I'm okay not experiencing that. I'm, I, I am a pretty, I will try just about anything mm-hmm. once, you know. I'm a pretty open-minded eater, but I think I would draw the line at something like sea urchin. I just, it's just too exotic. It's a little weird. I could see you getting a taste for it and really liking that, I don't know. One thing I've tried a few times and at very nice places is pate that I just cannot get behind. Adam. Mm-mm. That oily. Ugh. No, it's. I do not like pate. And I. I know people love it and there's weird things to eat, but the sea urchin was better than pate in that kind of buttery feeling it leaves in your mouth but it was it was a very strange sensation <clears throat> and i could see developing a taste for that mm-hmm. as you could with some rich foods and things but i did not i didn't hate it i didn't totally enjoy it it just it was an experience <laughs> <laughs> but i could i don't know it's like megan the friend I was visiting loves it and she's so excited. She's like, Ooh, I love going there on Fridays and we can get sea urchin. I can see that happening, but it didn't happen for me that night. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so that made me laugh. I felt like I knew what he was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) You know that gag. I didn't gag, but I could see it. it. It is an interesting, strange food. Um, I just don't have a lot on this one. I know. I didn't hate it at all. I didn't hate it either. And there were a lot of problems in my mind with it. Mostly we've already talked about because my next note is, so what exactly was the plan here? How long was that going to be his mother? And then my next note is, so Madeline remembers everything about her daughter, but isn't sad. We got that down. We talked about that. I have yay. I think Wesley is going to have a bit of an arc. Yeah, definitely an arc. Yeah. That makes me happy. And I think it's going to be an interesting one. So, okay. So is he running for an office or is he already, is he like a senator? I think he's already a senator. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Echo, um, 
It was interesting seeing Echo kind of like keep everything and yeah. kind of seeing, we saw some seeds of what we see in Epitaph. Like that was like, okay, now she and Ballard are going to be some sort of pull one over on the dollhouse. Yeah, I did like that final out on the park bench. And it just... You just felt so sad for her. Like She's like, they made me love that baby. And he's like, well, you're not going to remember it. And she's like, no, I, I feel it. You know, that's not going to go away. It's like yeah. they're messing with people. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and she's like, I don't just remember, I feel. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big, big distinction to make. And it's an interesting distinction when you think of Melly. Mm. Melly remembers but doesn't feel. Hmm. Yeah. True. And Melly ends up not making it. So interesting. That's an interesting like pairing. Interesting contrast. I did have a problem with her sitting in the passenger seat of the car and just saying go. Well what what was that? When she leaves the dollhouse and she gets into one of their black cars, like town cars. Was she alone? Yeah. She gets into the passenger seat. She sits down and she like goes towards the dashboard and says, go now or something like that. Like she, like they were trying to tell us that, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I miss that entirely. (laughs) It was weird. (laughs) I wonder if Scout walked in and talked to me or something. Maybe. (laughs) And then she reaches over and starts the car with the keys and she gets in the seat. So I don't know what was going on there. I watched it twice, but I didn't see the last 10 minutes the first time. And so I only saw the last 10 minutes once. Mm. I also had a problem with, so the husband suddenly has done a 180 and he loves the baby. (laughs) Well, maybe he went through something, you know, going through. Sure. Something like he did could actually make him bond with it now. Well, yeah, like thinking that your baby's been kidnapped or something by a crazy woman. Finally that might realize, okay. Trigger, oh, okay, I do yeah. have an instinct for this baby after all. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he goes downstairs to make the formula, and it's like raining outside, and there's thunder and lightning, and he thinks he sees someone outside his door or outside the window, mm-hmm. and he kind of shakes it off. And then he gets a phone call from Adele saying, Get out of yeah. house. She's coming. And he's like, no. Wait a minute. <laughs> that wasn't your imagination. <laughs> oh, that drives me nuts. Idiot. It's like. You deserved everything. After <laughs> why <that point>. in, <laughs> if you think you just saw someone outside and then someone is calling you saying, get out of your house. <laughs> Maybe you saw someone. <laughs> Maybe go take the baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, things like that drive me nuts in 
horror movies and stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, they they could have not done one of those things. Right. Why, just the most sense would be why make him think he sees something. Right. Just cut that part. Right? Cut that part out. Have him get the phone call and he go, no. But yeah, don't don't do both. <laughs> <laughs> so But yeah, I I liked these two episodes. I was really relieved that it season two's not all post apocalypse. <laughs> I know. I really was sure it was gonna be <laughs> You were so scared. I was so scared and so sure. <laughs> Because I said, this is okay. We can, like, now have our end game and then go to it. But just the way they ended it, it was so... It was so bizarre. It was so much. This is it. This is what we're going to be seeing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. Yeah. But very relieved. Very relieved that... It's back to the back to the dollhouse as we know it. Yeah, because it. I mean, showing that the most interesting thing about Epitaph One was, okay, I'd like to see how this all comes to be. Right. So I'm cool with that. Yeah, and I think on if you ever do a rewatch, now that you know what it is, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to hate it as much. Yeah. yeah. And especially knowing that season two is not mm-hmm. all post that. So. It's not all zone and it's cronies. <laughs> <laughs> zone in the gang. And baby Caroline. <laughs> zone, baby Caroline, and Felicia Day. <laughs> right. I am nowhere expecting us never to see them again, but now I know that. Right. Maybe the upsetting part is that we're going to go back to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So. Shall we rank them? Do you have anything more to say on either of them? Nope, I'm done. I think people get our general (laughs) feelings on them. So I put the... I put the ranking sheet in the inbox. I'll say one nice thing. A bit of instinct. Not that I just pure hated it. I certainly didn't. That's why I feel like I need to say some more positive things. Is okay. I liked, I liked that whole thing that they actually did it. I mean, all the shushing aside, it was interesting to see Topher take it to that level to actually right. her lactate change her biologically. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. It's a very interesting concept. And I liked how he's like, I might be able to get like people to. 
heal themselves of cancer and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, keep thinking that way. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go that way, Topher. <laughs> let's use this for good. You know, and it's like, I think I had said earlier on, why didn't they use this for like Alzheimer's patients? Ooh. And that's what Wesley He's just going to be Wesley till I memorize his name. Perrin? Perrin? Some of that. Um, you know, his mom died of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's so upset about, is that they've got this technology, and they're using it to... Prostitute. For prostitution girls. and stuff, and not, not for something like dementia or Alzheimer's or people with long-term or short-term memory loss type stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like where that's going. I, I like, I'm really liking, I hope this Wesley arc is a long one. Not yeah. just because I love Alexis Denisoff, but I want there to be someone else on the outside besides Ballard trying to bring down the dollhouse, Who mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, and now that Ballard's on the inside, we need, it's good to have another outsider. Right. But Ballard's still trying to bring it down. I mean, he's, I'm a little confused about him working for the dollhouse. <laughs> yeah, is he double agenting it then? Well, or he's kind of outwardly. I know that's the thing. It, but they don't. I think his care. end game is because he talked about it with Echo. He wants to, her on his side to bring it down. They, they he both wants to rescue. Him. I think basically he wants to rescue all the girls and boys. Right. The dolls. How does Adele and them not know this or suspect it? That's what is confusing to me. It makes sense that he would work for them just because then that gives him, he's on the inside. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to me that they would hire the FBI agent who's been going after him for so long. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Unless, Unless, do they have just kind of a, we know what you're trying to do, but you're not going to be able to do it and you might as well try and do it to our face. Yeah, is it one of those keep your enemies close? Yeah. Type, and type. he has enough maybe they just figure he has enough invested mentally yeah. with Echo and everything to keep him they feel like they can keep him on a leash. Yeah. Maybe it is Ballard who tipped off Wesley. Maybe. I don't know. I like where it's going. I I like. Yeah. I do. like that there is someone else who seems to have some power. You know. Mhm. So. And I did think Eliza did. I think she did good in both episodes. Her acting did not bother me. Yeah. Um. She got a little faithy talking about sleeping with the groom. I'm like, this is just you every time. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I can only be a robot about sex. Yeah. (laughs) She was good in Mother, though. She really, Mm -hmm. I thought she really pulled off. Totally. You know, just being terrified and just protective of her baby. You know, and that's never been an emotion I've thought about for Faith. 
Right. Like, in fact, while I was watching it, character, <laughs> which is pretty much Faith. I I was able to watch this for the second time just earlier today, and uh, so it's pretty fresh on my mind. I watched Val's for the second time on Thursday morning or Friday morning, but I watched uh, Instinct today, and there was a few times I was like, oh, I think Emily might be mama bearing Echo a little bit, you know, just you know I remember Mama burying someone surprising who was it Saunders maybe it was probably Saunders <laughs> I can see that too I, I just don't... thought you'd feel like just as a mother yourself and especially one that has a special needs kid that you feel like you're probably always protecting yeah, I have a very strong mothering instinct in certain ways. It's right. very strong. And it was before Eleanor. I'm like, once I had Eleanor and she found out she had special needs and what she needed from me as a protectant mother, I'm like, wow, that makes that's awesome that I was given that like really strongly, that part of the mothering instinct. Right. Because Elle needs it. For the record, it's that instinct where the vulnerability of a baby, mm-hmm. like, melts me. <laughs> like, their little vulnerability, like, kills me. And I feel like I need to protect that vulnerability so much. Right. It just makes me love vulnerability in a baby. And Eleanor is almost seven and almost completely vulnerable. Still. Yes, she is. So it's good that that sort of vulnerability, like, really gets tugs on my heartstrings. Yeah. And I thought of you a lot while I was watching it. I was like, I bet you this is really getting to M. Just a fierce protection. She probably understands this. <laughs> yeah. Not that I didn't, but. No, so... yeah, I did, and I found that very, a really, really interesting part of it. But as a mother, I think it also gave me a lot of, like, questions and needing answers that the show was not going to provide me right. about why things happened the way they did and why people thought it'd be okay and all of that. Yeah. I think it made that stronger in me also. <laughs> I, I agree. Which counteracted some of the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, ranking. It's been too long since we watched all the other ones. I feel like this is going to be really tough. I know. I know. So I Oh, put at the... least you gave me this thing. Let yeah, I put the out. spreadsheet in the inbox so you have it there. So, for vows. Okay, so the major part of vows, I think the thing, the things that made it a really good episode was the Dr. Saunders stuff. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think that was its strongest point, actually. Definitely. Although we do find out that Echo and Ballard have been working together. I think that's kind of interesting. And the whole relief that we're in this world. We can't discredit there that. <laughs> cannot discredit that. That That is true. I'm thinking somewhere in the neighborhood is Spy in the House of Love. I was thinking that too. I was putting it like, I'm like, it's kind of a gray hour type episode. Um, okay. Is it better than Spy in the House of Love? What were the good points of that? Just uh, Adele and what's his name? I forgot what else happened in that one. It seems like there was a couple. This is where it's hard to rank because it's not like ranking Buffy episodes where I feel like I know them all very well. Right. Let me. Let me find my. Okay. There's a huge spider in my garage. <laughs> I just got super distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to look over your spider in the house with love notes. <laughs> I was like keeping one eye on my notes and one eye on this big spider. <laughs> Which is hard to do because you only have one eye. <laughs> I know. This is true. <laughs> okay. And then I dealt with the spider. Okay. okay. I put a... Um, Coleman Cooler on it. <laughs> Job well done. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's see. So it's Miss Lonely Hearts. Um, the imprints are stolen. The imprint Sierra CIA stuff. It's when Melly, it's when um, Ballard finds out that Melly is a doll. Okay, we're definitely in the right wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, and it's the Dominic, like when we find out who Dominic really was. I'm going to say it's just under it. Under it as in a little bit better? No, a little worse. Okay. Okay. Just since the Dr. Saunders stuff wasn't the A plot, I'm going to say since the A plot was not very good. Okay. I don't know, but I could go either way. No. If I'm... you have strong feelings the other way, I'd be like, fine. Nope. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm fine there. So then do you think it's better than Grey Hour? Yeah, I'm gonna put. I would put it in between. In between. Spy the Hustle. Yeah, I'd say it's better than Gray Hour because of the B plot stuff was so good. Okay. Okay. I agree. Alrighty. So then we have Instinct. Um, 
which I have a lot of problems with, but was also very good. The good parts to me, I really, I really like that ending scene with Echo and her explaining yeah. what's going on with her. We, we finally have a, like a better understanding of what's going on with her. Yeah, if I shush, if I, if I like go normal level shushing, it was mm-hmm. a really good episode. Right. But I'm not Norma. <laughs> I mean, I think the acting was good. I think the concept was interesting. Very interesting, yeah. So kind of putting our, you know, problems with it, like how long did they expect this to go on? What did they, you know. Mm-hmm. Why did they choose Echo? <laughs> right, For right. this assignment? So putting all that aside and just thinking of the episode, I kind of put it around like man on the street needs area. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Maybe underneath. I, okay. Yeah, I'm with you there. So better than Epitaph 1. Mm-hmm. But kind of just barely, but Epitaph 1, the good stuff was super good, but again, kind of B-plot. A-plot right. was just right. still a mess to me. I haven't warmed up to it yet. <laughs> so, so that puts um, Instinct at number 5 and Vows at number 8. Alrighty. Sounds good. I think that's fair. This is always a little easier than I think it'll be. It seems so daunting. (laughs) (laughs) Then you just whittle it away, little at a time. Yeah. Well, just you just gotta compare it to the others. Like Mm -hmm. where where do you put it as a whole and then is it better than this? Is it better than this? You know? Yeah, it's much easier than just thinking, where would you put this on the list? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um Okay, so we do have Harold did put what our next two episodes are called. Oh, yeah. Where did he do that? It's in the Sue Watches Buffy page where you announced oh, okay. that we were recording tonight. Um, so episode three is titled Bell Chose. So Bell, like B-E-L-L-E, mm-hmm. and then Chose. Shows or chose? Chose, like C-H-O-S-E. She's not going to be like a southern belle. <laughs> I know, that's the first thing I thought of, too. Please don't have an accent. Please don't have an accent. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so Belle chose. I'm going southern belle, too. That's the first thing that popped into my mind. Like a bell of a ball, the bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. It is that also how they like Bella, or is it in in Italian for beautiful? Is it B E L L A or is it B E L L E? It's B E L L E, like a Southern Belle, or like. So it could be beauty shows. 
Belle chose. <laughs> isn't that the girl's name in Beauty and the Beast? Isn't it Belle? Mm-hmm. Well, that was French, right? I think so, yeah. So, I don't know. It's not just... Isabella, it's French and Italian for beautiful, right? Or beauty. I think so. I think it, yeah. So does she choose what? Like between, I don't know. I keep like picturing like back in time, but. They're not time travelers. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess we're assuming that Belle is Echo and that she has to make a choice and she chose. That's a weird title. I don't know. So, okay, well. I've thrown out some things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, <laughs> episode four is called Belonging. Could that be Dr. Saunders-centric? It could be. Yeah. I like that. Because I feel we're, we're owed a Dr. Saunders-centric episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like maybe, maybe she comes to terms with it all and makes the best of it. Good. Or it could be some uh, Sierra imprint, you know, just some office. I know, I know. Well, didn't. Harold said one of these is kind of disturbing. Oh, that's right. The second one. Upsetting, he called it. Upsetting. Hmm. Maybe. And he said, like, not really family. He said not to say that the other one is really family friendly or something. Right. Maybe it does have something to do with Sierra and how she... Oh. Or... Like, maybe... Maybe one of her missions... Because then we got the idea that she has missions with that guy that put her in there. That he... Maybe it's something about that. He has what with that guy? Well, the guy that she confronted, the one that, like, basically put her in there because she didn't want to be with him. True. And he got the idea that he actually hires her. It could be. I'm going with it being about, what's her name, Maddie? Mm-hmm. 
it could show a uh, lot about the backstory of her daughter and her grief catching up with her and her suicide, you predict. Maybe. That's what I'm going with. Belonging is a strange... I don't know. I'm just ignoring the title. <laughs> I know. Titles are hard. Okay. But that would be upsetting to have to watch her daughter go through cancer and die. Right. And then her dying. You know, that'd be all, that'd all be upsetting. And not a casual watch. It would be. And it could be having it be the backstory, maybe just belonging in the dollhouse. And... Right. And then having that kind of juxtaposed with her killing herself because of the dollhouse. Belonging was a, a mistake. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, well, those are our predictions. We don't know. <laughs> so, all right. Cool. Looks like there's a possible shooter at LAX. Oh, great. Lots of evacuations and uh, possible gunfire. Well, that puts my spider trauma into perspective. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't worry about that anymore. <laughs> it's under a Coleman chest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, all right. Well... I guess I'll talk to you Wednesday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see
Well, Pants is in bed, but I'd say far from settled. (laughs) (laughs) Pants. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) She, She and I took a champion nap today. Oh, yeah? I was so tired. I stayed up way too late last night. (laughs) (laughs) I'm jealous. I could have used a nice nap. It was a good one. But she doesn't quite seem ready to go to bed. And it's nine, and that's weird for her. (laughs) Nice. I laid down for a few minutes, kind of... Slept on and off for about 45 minutes. Then I made myself get up. You, uh... Um... Was camping, right? Yes. Yep. So, we got up this morning at about 8. Got loaded up. Left. Got home. We were home... I had the camp. We had the camper unpacked, and I was showered by like eleven thirty. Wow! <laughs> I know. <laughs> Usually, I get home and <laughs> we just kind of sit there for a little while, and then it's like we gotta go and load the camper. Yeah. But this time we were like, let's just do it. <laughs> All business. All business. Yep. So yeah, I showered and. kind of laid down on the couch while Cam showered and I kind of slept on and off but then I had the dishes to do like the dishes from the camper and I had left some dishes when we left and I was like I better go do those that sounds like bad dishes (laughs) bad dishes yes (laughs) I'm going to have bad dishes tomorrow I did not clean the lentil Oh. <laughs> Dried, stuck on lentils. Maybe I'll soak it. Well, I have a little sink. You know, I have a kitchen in my camper, but so I kind of always rinse everything out. I just don't necessarily because we don't have a hot water heater. Yeah, I would. I would do as little dishes as possible. <laughs> yeah, so I'll do like the silverware and stuff, or plasticware, because I've got plasticware that you keep uh-huh and uh i'll do stuff like that but i won't do the big pots and pans and stuff i'll rinse them as well i'm as sure I you can. don't have a garbage disposal or anything so right right so that would be it's, annoying it's easier to just bring them home and do them here <laughs> yeah so anywho yeah no, we had a great time it was a lot of fun good well, three and a half hours of sleep. I figured I deserved a good nap, and I'd be all right tonight. You only got three and a half hours. You did stay up late. I told you I stayed up too late. <laughs> <laughs> we were laying Friday night up camp, and we were in bed by 9.30. <laughs> Last night, I think we made it till about 11. <laughs> Well, it wasn't like I was doing anything important. Just a little radio head in the dark. <laughs> I was like, I haven't listened to the new album in the dark yet. 
like literally in the dark. That's not like the name of the album. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm champion of Radiohead in the dark. It's like it has to be pitch dark and your eyes closed and right. headphones and it really loud. It's like a different experience. I get like, that. All your senses are closed off except for your ears. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I. That's one of my favorite things. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. It's like uh, listening to music in the car and while you're doing dishes and stuff is like listening to music black and white. Mm-hmm. And in the dark with all your other senses gone, it's like color. Gotcha. In the daytime, you hear, like, ten different things. And at night, it's, like, a hundred. Right. You hear, like, every little sound, and it's really cool. I used to listen to Pink Floyd in the dark until I discovered Radiohead. Yeah, I was going to say, I did that a lot with Pink Floyd, like, when I was in high school and stuff, when Mom and Dad bought me a Discman when they first came out. Yeah, you just notice so much more stuff. Mm-hmm. That was, like, my... Like, Dark Side of the Moon was, like, my go-to-sleep music. Yeah. Well, I used to do that with Pink Floyd and The Cure, but I... Radiohead makes me too amped. (laughs) I can't fall asleep to Radiohead. I never have been able to. I get too jazzed up. Right. So I have to, like, just do that and then do something else (laughs) to go to sleep. (laughs) Nice. I tried to get Matt to listen to Radiohead in the Dark once. I even gave him a playlist. <laughs> listen to this one, and then this one, and then this one. <laughs> wonder if he ever did. I bet he did. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> Put your beats on. Yeah. Oh, and two songs from the album that I've always thought, ooh, this is a nice song blew me out of the water last night. (laughs) So, that was cool. That's awesome. It was a good time. (laughs) Emily, party of one. (laughs) (laughs) Saturday night. (laughs) Rob and I went out on a date. That was fun. Oh, yeah? Where'd you guys go? We went to Osaka. Nice. Got, that's my favorite spicy tuna roll in existence. Is it Osaka? We got one and we stared at it and we were like, gobbled it down and we were really sad we only got one. <laughs> <laughs> Could we have another, please? Where's, is Osaka up here in Salt Lake? No, it's actually in Provo. Oh. We had to, like, go to Provo on a Saturday night, like, right after BYU starts. It was really terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) But we were happy to see that the masses of people we saw as we were walking down the main street going to, like, there's, like, a... A couple doors down from Osaka is, like, this really trendy, um, like, Belgian fries place. Mm. And then Comedy Sports, which is, like, 
BYU comedy club. <laughs> oh, that sounds so horrible. Can you imagine? Oh, oh, like, gross. Everyone bring a shard of glass for your neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yuck. <laughs> anyway, so everything was hopping. And we walk into Osaka, and there's like three tables. I'm like, yes. Nice. <laughs> three tables of people. They haven't discovered the beauty of Osaka yet. Because it's good. Cool. Yeah. Last weekend, Cam and I, we were like, let's go drive by our new house. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of parked across the street. We were looking at it and talking about it and. All of a sudden, the lady, the people over there come out, and they're, like, watering the lawn, and we just drive off. We felt like we were doing something wrong. (laughs) We're stalking you. (laughs) Thank you for watering our lawn. I know, exactly. We were like, hey, they're watering. You missed a spot. (laughs) (laughs) Could you get that over there, please? (laughs) But we were like, we knew that there was a brand new um, Smith's Marketplace just down the road. And we had to do a little bit of grocery shopping anyway. We're like, let's go check out what's going to be our new grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I lived next to a Smith's Marketplace in Cedar Hills. I loved it. I love them. I lived when we lived downtown by Liberty Park. There was one on 4th and 4th. And they're so handy. Yeah, <laughs> they really are. They're so nice. So, And this one's brand new. I think it's only been open since like May or something. That's and, awesome. Oh, we were so excited. I'm like, this is going to be our new grocery store. Yeah, and it's Smith's. I love Smith's. Yes, same. And then you wouldn't have to go to, like, Smith's and Target. Exactly, exactly. That's awesome. It's yeah. better than Target. And then we went a little further down the road and found a sushi place that looked new, and we're like, ooh, we're going to have to try this. And so Try their spicy tuna roll for me. I will. I'll give you a, I think it's called Mitsu, M-I-Z-U, Mitsu. Yeah, so that was a fun little adventure. Fun. Yep. I can't get the recorder to open. Mine said it's recording. How comfortable are we with that? It's recorded the last couple. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know. Do you want to try a new call? See if yours opens or? Not really. Uh, let's just go for it. Okay. All right. Turn out the lights. Sit back. Put on your best set of headphones. Close your eyes. Tears 
today We escape We escape Pack And get dressed Before your father Hears us Before Oh hell Breaks loose As a song, a song to keep us warm. There's such a chill, such a chill. Let you choke. Let you choke.